Hello and welcome to Rock My Life Halftime. I'm Christian John and this is the show that goes behind the scenes of my nearest and dearest rugby friends and I get the chance to ask them those vital questions that you are just dying to know. So let's take out those mouth guards, drink plenty of water and make use of that tea. Welcome to Rock My Life Halftime. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Halftime and what a week it's been. First of all, can I just apologise for this episode being late, but I am now back to full-time work and recording two podcasts each week. Plus, for those of you in the UK, we are living for this glorious heatwave at the moment and I couldn't resist spending it outside with my teammates now that lockdown has eased. And from the 4th of July, bars will be open in some form so everyone is in a good mood. But gyms are still closed. Despite all their updates on how they will manage the social distancing, clearly the people in power, <coughs> Boris, has never been to a gym nor worried about their physical appearance, so doesn't understand the torture of not being able to work out properly. But all is not lost, as this week the Spartans finally were able to restart the touch rugby training, and I was fortunate enough to be able to join them. And, ironically, there was no touch allowed. But, I'm not going to lie, I did feel a little bit anxious about returning so soon. But nevertheless, it was very well organised and we stayed in groups of six and really worked on passing confidence and delivering play techniques. But it was great fun for everyone and, of course, it was amazing to see old faces, just sadly not the full Union team just yet. But fingers crossed, we will be able to be back soon. And what's great to see is across the UK, lots of teams are doing the same, with everyone feeling really positive about it, which is fantastic. Now this week on Halftime, whilst rugby is still off the field for now, we are reminiscing about favourite childhood cartoons, some of which I'm sure you will recall, and we decide on which Pokemon we would be, but decided by each other. It gets shady quickly, trust me. Also, we delve into each other's past relationships and ex-boyfriends as we answer some of your questions. Get ready, as it's morphing time, and Justin, James, and Matt, I choose you. So this week in the news, we have heard that the government are thinking about reducing the two-meter rule to the one-meter rule. And for me, I would think this will be a really good opportunity, especially in schools, because with the young kids that I teach, it's almost impossible, certainly at playtimes, to constantly keep them two metres away from each other. Because, to be honest, they're just used to playing with each other close, uh, closely anyway. And a lot of them, when you go outside of the school, the ones who aren't in school, they're actually playing, you know, in the fields and gardens together anyway. So I don't really think that the two metre thing is actually doing much. Um, but... I wanted to know what you guys thought about the reduced to one metre. I'm in two minds of it, really. I mean, they're now um, putting out lots of um, information for wearing face masks. Um, and I, I would probably say that is more important than the distance that you are from someone. Because obviously that's protecting other people from you. Um, so if you're wearing one and you've got the virus, for example, and you sneeze or cough or whatever, then you, the mask that you're wearing is going to stop that. Whether you're, if you're a meter away from someone, 
you know, you're still going to be in that radius if they aren't wearing a mask. If you're two meters away, you know, if you sneeze, a sneeze can travel further than two meters. So I think, you know, we don't all walk around with a meter ruler to make sure that people are a meter away from us. So I think the logistic side of like you were saying in schools and maybe stadiums and restaurants and things like that, like it might be a stepping stone to getting us back to normality. But I think probably, you know, wearing a mask is probably um, a, the better message. Yeah, because I think in terms of restaurants, certainly like where I live, doing the two meter thing, they would never be able to open. They would probably only be able to have like five people in. But I guess a meter, thinking back to like restaurants that I've been in, I don't think tables were were much closer than that. And obviously, James, your favorite one, Wagamama, you are literally <laughs> so. James, what do you think? Um, no, I think I'm the same as Matt. I think it, as long as it's done well, and I can sort of see the reason why they're doing it, um, definitely, like, again, as a teacher, it will make life easier in schools for us to try and slowly build back to some normality. Uh, we can get more pupils back in school. Um, it's still a metre, try to keep a metre distance from kids can still be quite difficult, I imagine, sometimes, but it's still a lot better than two. So, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, as long as people are not being stupid about it, um, it's a good, it's a, it's a step forward, isn't it? So, and it's progress towards eventually getting back to some sort of normality. And Justin, with you be working from home a lot, do you think reduced to one meter will make it easier for people to go back to office work? See, I personally never really believed i mean obviously i know that the two meter rule is to is to ensure that you know you're not within you're within a safe distance of somebody who might be carrying the virus um but then you know people sometimes people are speaking on the phone you know talking to the other and talking to people they're walking with spit whatever sneezing coughing these things can travel a lot more than two meters you know as matt said already um so for me, the distance was always just like a second option safety measure. Like for me, face masks protecting other people from you could possibly carry the virus, sanitizing your hands. These are the most important things. So if we were going to go back to the office, being a meter wouldn't necessarily make me uncomfortable, but I think it'll be better because it's such an enclosed space. If people could wear face masks as well um, and stuff like that, that would be that would make me feel a lot safer because um, I just think that the distance itself isn't the biggest protective factor, put it that way. Now, you've been going on a couple of dates recently. Have you been wearing a face mask? Yes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I look like an absolute idiot turning up with like a surgical face mask. I've not worn the one that um, that looks like a cricket cup because I feel like that might look a little bit scary. I might look like Bane going out on a date, but, you know. <laughs> You're not wearing, like, a back. No. Right? <laughs> no. So I have been wearing my surgical face masks um, just to be on the safe side because, um, obviously, when you are out in public um, doing picnic dates and park dates and whatnot, um, there are still people around you and you can never be too safe. Use protection, kids. Got to send a safe set. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about the future and in terms of returning to work, do you think that there is um, an opportunity here for the government to kind of improve the work balance that we have in terms of working from home, in terms of commuting? 
because I know a lot of people have said, oh, now is a good opportunity to like make things a lot more greener and, and helping the environment. Do you think that sort of thing will last or do you think it'll just go back to normal? I, well, I, I think I speak for a lot of office workers. Um, we've seen, you know, productivity not being 100%, I'll have to say, you know, home office is not the best setup. Um, you don't have multiple screens, you might not have a printer at hand. It becomes a little bit more difficult to communicate with your colleagues over something very little. You might have to send an email, give them a call, blah, 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 when you can just literally walk up to them in person in the office and ask them a really quick question. Um, so productivity-wise, I think it is still not as effective as working in the office, but it's not so effective that people would have to consider like being in the office as an absolute must. So I think working from home will be a big normality uh, from now on. And also we have seen a lot of, you know, less use of paper because, for example, I work in law. So we um, have been, you know, doing a bit of signing, getting documents signed by clients and whatnot. And we have turned to electronic signature and that has been, you know, very handy, very effective. And it saves a lot of paper and uh, filing things. We've been using emails and electronic filing as well. So I think it'll be better for the planet in terms of uh, reducing the use of paper in that sense. Like you were saying, you're go- going forward being greener and stuff like that. It does, it does provide us with an opportunity to to change the way some things are, get some things right now because we've got the time to do it. Like in Manchester, you've got loads of like construction and things that, that have been able to continue um, where there would have been massive disruptions if you know normal day-to-day life was ongoing. Um, so in that respect, I can see how it, it would, um, you can have a more greener future because you can then invest more in, into your public transport infra- infrastructures and things like that and there's less cars on the road if people are working from home and things like that so i can see it from that point of view um but in like a in a work sense with the one meter rule i don't think it would change much um in the way like i stand a meter away from people anyway like i don't want you near me <laughs> Like, normally. <laughs> so, like, I don't let people within a metre of my personal space. And that's what he just so says, Josh. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, people aren't going to find it very difficult to stick to a metre rule. So today's topic is all about old school cartoons that we used to watch as we were growing up. So I want to know what your favourite cartoons were when you were younger. Now, for me, it kind of, it varies depending on what age group I was in. Because I remember very vividly when I was growing up, and Justin and Matt, I'm not sure whether you remember this, but I was a very big fan of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember yeah. that. It's still, still I was going to say, if you do not know Thomas the Tank Engine. a big thing for kids nowadays, still going on. Yeah, I was going to say, my nephews both massive Thomas fans. So I was going to say, if you two didn't know, Thomas, I would have slapped you both. One metre rule, James. One metre rule. But then it's... With a one metre pole. Quickly... <laughs> but then it quickly moved on to uh, Power Rangers when I was getting a little bit older. And I think Power Rangers kind of stuck there for quite a while. I, I had like all the action figures, all the different parts to it. And then I think around about, was I about eight at the time? Or was I younger? There was a resurgence of uh, Thunderbirds at one point, and I remember like everybody really wanting the Tracy Island from the shops, 
and <laughs> I did have one at one point. God knows what happened to it now. So I, I do remember one of my birthday parties that I wanted to dress up as one of the Thunderbirds, and there is photos of me, I think in McDonald's, because, you know, my parents were you know, really up there. But um, we would, <laughs> it was one of the private rooms in McDonald's, and I'd been in the big chair. I say big chair, it was probably a tiny chair, but, you know, I was tiny at the time. You're still tiny now. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then from out of nowhere, I suddenly became really obsessed with Pokemon. Um, what about you, Matt? Um, I really, I used to watch, um, you know, the old school X-Men. Like, that was a big thing for me. I absolutely love that. And I've been watching it a lot recently because I've now got Disney Plus. So I can go back and rewatch it all. But I'm the same as you. Like, I really liked Power Rangers when I was growing up. Um, like Rugrats. I watched a lot of Rugrats when I was much younger. Um, Powerpuff Girls and things like that. And then you had the advent of like Disney Channel and Cartoon Network and stuff when I was um, sort of eight, nine, something like that. So I started watching a lot of those. But um, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. I wasn't always that into Pokemon. Like I watched the movie, I think, when that first came out. And then I played the games but um, I was more invested in Digimon. Like, I loved Digimon because I could relate to, um, like, the little tiny kid with the, what's his name, Patamon, the one that becomes an angel. That was, like, that was me when I was, like, seven. <laughs> well, you were no angel. <laughs> I am an angel. Oh, no. <laughs> Angelic, I don't know. Do A fallen anymore. angel. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm like Satan. <laughs> That halo slipped a long time ago. <laughs> I always remember Lucifer was an angel. Wow, James. There you go. The devil was an angel at one point. Trust the Catholic boy to come mm-hmm. up with that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's kill that one. Justin, what about you? Well, I mean, I, I, you guys know how to you know, very different upbringing to you guys because I spent my first 12 years in Hong Kong. So um, I probably didn't watch a lot of the shows that you guys watched. But with Matt, I actually watched a lot of Digimon. Like, I watched so many series of Digimon till I was about 10, 11. Um, So that was a big thing for me. Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and a lot of other random Japanese anime. So the Japanese version of Power Rangers, Ultraman, um, Beyblades, that lot. So those were like my shows when I was growing up. Oh my God, Justin, did you, did you ever watch, right? So I was thinking about this the other day. Did you ever watch a TV show that was called, it was something to do with cards, like capturing cards. <gasps> oh, the card, card capture. Yes, right. And I don't know. I remember this thing like four when I watched this because I don't actually remember what it was about. But it, was that a thing? Was that an actual show? Yeah, it's such a good show. So they did. A, I think they did two movies, and it's still quite a big thing uh, in Japan. Um, but that was such a good show. Like honestly, she would like have these fabulous outfits made by her best friend and her best friend would be like filming her capturing all these monsters and putting them into cards and oh it was just like everyday boy's dream just to see like (laughs) fabulous outfits magic pretty girl jumping on and down like oh my god it was just brilliant (laughs) where are the pretty boys 
Um, there weren't too many. <laughs> I'm not sure this would be for me. <laughs> we'll have a viewing party. I think there's like 50 odd episodes. I vaguely remember it. I vaguely remember it from that, like how you described it. I can't remember what it was called. So. Is it like Yu-Gi-Oh? I remember being into Yu-Gi-Oh at one point. Right. So Yu-Gi-Oh was based off a card game where, um, obviously, you know how Yu-Gi-Oh works, like, you know, dealing, you summoning monsters, having trap cards, magic cards, and setting cards, and then you try to reduce your opponent's, like, life points. The security, a security card captor was actually a deck of magic cards um, that I think they drew the inspiration from tarot cards or something along that line, I can't quite remember. But they have, like, each an element to them, and then they're all, like, I think they're, like, 52 cards. And basically, it, they were all sealed in a deck, but they all got released. So Sakura, the main character, had to go capture each monster and return them into a card and turning them into Sakura cards. Yeah, I, remember, I do remember it now. I, do, I can remember really, like, really liking it as well. Gay boy. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a bit not really, yeah. It's like, it's like the same sort of time as like, I used to watch like Sailor Moon and things like that. <laughs> so... Oh my God, I love Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was great. <laughs> Let's be honest, you still dress up as Sailor Moon, though. No one's supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, mine's probably... I've got some that are the same as you guys. Others, I, I'm a younger brother, so I inherited quite a lot of, like, handy-down cartoons and things like that from when my brother was little. So, but, like, so, like I've, we've talked about like, Captain Planet, um, which I used to really love as a kid. Um, which, let's be honest, was, like, a great cartoon because it taught you about saving the planet. Like how you could save the planet, so don't diss it. It's all about it saving the saving the world from pollution. Um, so how do you um, save the planet, James? I talk to animals. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say um, by reducing the use of latex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anywho. Um, no, but it's like, I used to watch that, so Captain Planet, but it's like, I think I, I briefly spoke to a few of you about this last week, where it's like, it had all the different rings, so it's earth, wind, fire, water, and then you had this one really crap ring, which was a heart, so all these other people could control the elements, and then one guy just got stuck at the one with a heart, which meant you could just talk to animals, and it was a bit like, meh, um, so, yeah, so that was that. So there's those sort of cartoons then, and then Captain Bucky O'Hare, which to this day has got the best theme tune I've ever, ever heard. So if you've never heard of it, go on, go on YouTube it, Captain Bucky O'Hare. I'd say, though, to fair, of all my kids' programmes, the favourite, the one that I think has the most effect on me as a kid was Power Rangers. I absolutely was obsessed with it. When I, like, to the point, like, I remember getting really excited at the moment Green Ranger was announced. Like, ridiculously excited about it so um and then i used to like when he used to say at the beginning of every episode don't don't uh, try any of this at home i'd be like the first one climbing up on my sofa drop kicking my brother or something like that and um, so to this day as yeah power range is probably I'd still go away apparently so. but it seems to have changed so much like I, I remember having it when i was a kid and it was a particular way and then over the years like the face must change. At one point, they had stars in their faces, and then there were lines and the different triangles. It's almost like the Play-Doh set when you change the, the thing. <laughs> <where it comes laughs> so 
So who's was everybody's favourite Power Ranger then? So Tommy, the Green Ranger. He had a cool, he had like, it was his dagger. He had the cool dagger that he played and then the uh, Dragon Megazord came out. It used to be amazing. And then, then he then he became the White Ranger and he got the, he had the, he had the blade. It made, his weapons are always much, so much better than everyone else's. I absolutely loved the green one. That was my favourite. And then I think he became the white one later on, but I'm not sure yeah, he did, yeah. the same actor or not. I think he was... It's the same I think it was the same one, or maybe I'm just being, you know, I can't remember because I was very young. I think I was always quite partial to the Red Ranger just because the actor was always so good looking. <laughs> but not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but saying that, you guys watched the, 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 the Western version of it, so I only watched the Japanese version, so I we might have different ones because I, I think I watched, I can't actually remember, but they... Um, there was a black ranger that was really cool as well and the blue ranger was always like the cool like doesn't talk much one i don't know if that was the case for you guys well the blue one here was like the geeky one and and like the more i think about it when i was younger i definitely had a thing for the red one but also the yellow one which i know was the girl but i remember like having the action figures and i always seemed to buy the red one or the yellow one so that it was obviously a very confusing time for me. About <laughs> yeah, if we go back to it now, like I'm all for Team Rita. <laughs> <laughs> Sassy. Again. Oh, the Not sass that. was off the chart. Um, and then she went for like a muscle daddy, which was like Lord Zed in the end. Well, he was just muscle, wasn't he? There was nothing else. <laughs> it brings new meaning to muscle daddy, though, doesn't it? So, out of all of these cartoons that we've discussed, if you had to pick one favourite, what would it be? God, I was spoiled for choices. I mean, I probably would say Digimon. Digimon was my absolute favourite. I remember crying after the first season ended because I was just sat there like, I have nothing to watch after school because it was on every day, Monday to Friday, 5pm. So I'll watch it before doing my homework. And then when that ended, I was just like, didn't know what to do with myself. I was, I was lost. Um, I, I, I've mentioned before, I absolutely love Digimon, but then I think it was when I was about 10 or 11, that was the start of Avatar The Last Airbender, which we talked about last week, but I, that is still probably one of my favourite cartoons to, to date. Like, I, I still watch it now on Netflix, because I just think it's amazing. Um, ooh, I'm, I'm going to go basically on how much I've probably spent on it as a kid. In terms of like, other than Power Rangers, it was probably the only, like the only thing that I really, really obsessed with and, and spent so much money on was like Pokemon because like it was all the Pokemon cards, it was the films, it was the TV show, there were toys, there were like Pokemon Tamagotchi sort of things. There was all sorts. Uh, investing like so much money into that stuff when I was younger. And um, so probably yeah, I'd say Pokemon is probably up there for me. I'd probably have to say the same in terms of like how much money I personally spent. I mean, Power Rangers, I was still young, so that was kind of things that was bought for me. But yeah, Pokemon was definitely something that my parents decided, no, we're not wasting money on that. If you want to buy it, it's coming out of your pocket money. But yeah, mm. like like you were saying, it was everything. It was the Pokemon cards. I remember having to go to a, a market stall to buy like the special ones because 
they didn't really come in the packs very often. Um, and so you're like, kids, I remember like the, the Charizard card. I think that was like 50 quid at one point. Just for it was, it was just, yeah, the shiny, yeah, the shiny Charizard card. The shiny Charizard, wasn't it? Yeah. And and it was just, oh. but I had, I at one point it got to the point where I had way too many cards. Like I remember I had like a folder full of them and there was only that a couple I didn't have. Um, but then like the Game Boy games came out and so I was spending money on those and they would like, you know, everybody had them, and I can just re- remember everybody had the Game Boys, and you'd have that cable that went from one Game Boy to the other, so you could trade your yeah. each other. I always remember when the, the yellow Pokemon, the Pokemon Yellow came out, and like everyone was like amazed because Pikachu followed oh, you around. That was so cute. Was, like, yeah. that first the start of Pokemon could be Pikachu, and I think that was like, yay! See, that was the that was the first Pokemon game that I played, and I think I was five four or five when that came out um and that was the first game that i got uh, i i was obsessed with it i literally would not like i, I spent hours just staring at the game boy like, like and i mean like the proper old game boy as well so oh yeah game boy color oh no no this is before the, the original game boy like the really like the <laughs> like quick one the gray yeah. one the one that proper. I still on have one? one of them. I've still got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, still, I've still got it. I've, I've still got it in the flat somewhere. One, yeah. When me and Mark first moved into here, um, that we both used to play on it. Like, still, like, um, but it proper knackers your eyes up, though, because you have to proper stare at the screen. <laughs> it's that old. So, speaking of Pokemon, as being one of the main cartoons that we all watched when we were younger, I gave everybody here the challenge to come up with a Pokemon that best suits somebody else. So, we'll start with Matt, who had to pick one for James. Well, I've got I I picked two. One's shady and one's <laughs> nice. So, I'm going to let you go first. I'll judge based on what you picked. Pick <laughs> right, okay. Um, okay, so I was going to go with I was going to go with Chansey. Because of like the whole nursing thing and caring and sweet, I'm going to go down that edge. I see you, you look nothing like Chansey, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but generally the sort of nature and the nice, kind nature and the caring side. I thought that, was, that out of all the Pokemon, that sums up you. Oh, that's quite cute, actually. That's a nice one. <laughs> I want to know what your shady one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice one that I picked for you would would either be um, Ponyta or Rapidash because now you're obsessed with Aww. running, and there was that one episode where like Ash overcomes like the Rapidash burning him or whatever, and he gets on and they win the race. Um, I'd probably go for the Ponyta one because it's cuter and it's the de-evolved version, and I think. Uh, you know, as you start getting older and getting into your daddy vibes, you'll become right. <laughs> <Daddy vibes. laughs> if it wasn't for you saying an ice cream, I would have cut you for the daddy comment. Let's go. <laughs> do you want to know the shady, for the shady one? Let's see. Uh, the shady one is uh, execute. <laughs> Um, because I mean, it's got the word "cute" in, and you can be cute sometimes when you know when you try. <laughs> when you, but also, they look like little puppies. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So anywho. James, do you want to explain the whole pebble thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we just say put it down to being an in-joke and we leave it there. <laughs> oh, that's no fun, James, okay. is it? We won't mention your pebbles in your bed, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate you all. Justin, I asked you to come up with one for me, and I came up with... Well, I'm a little bit like Matt. I do have two. I have a, a cute one and then a shady one. So do you want to go first then, Justin? Sure. I also got two. Um, so which one would you like first? There's one nice one, and the one is a bit shadier. Let's go for the shady one. Okay, so for the shady one, I got Jenx. Can I just add to this? Can I just add to this? I wrote down the other ones for you two, and Jinx is what I put down for Christian as well. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's purely because um, when you do drag, um, you have the brightest (laughs) red lips, and then at my leaving you you had this full-on like blonde wig red ass dress and it just and your lips were so red it just looked so much like jinx so i just couldn't get that image out of my head um so thank you i chose jinx um oh that's brilliant (laughs) go on then what about the nice one okay the nice one i actually chose charizard because Oh, was that offensive? <laughs> no. Um, no, I just thought you were so fiery and you have this like big presence and no one wants to mess with you and you're like, but also you're kind of like the mother dragon looking after all of us. So you're like this all protective, like powerful Pokemon. That's so cute. Oh. I mean, Charizard is probably like my favorite. It's not like, oh, because it was the powerful one. But <laughs> like always, like, but like, because my husband does all this creative stuff and makes all those costumes and things. And there's so many times where he's like made things out of um, folded uh, foam. And uh, I've always said to him, like, oh, could you make like a, a dragon one, like a Charizard? And he's like, no. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe, Maybe one, one day we'll convince him to do it. So, my two for you, Justin. Do you want the shady one or do you want the nice one? Let's go with the shady one. <laughs> okay. So this one is when you've had some issues with boys in your life that you've been dating with. And it's just the reaction that this particular Pokemon has. And it kind of reminds me of when you've been um, a little bit stressed and a little bit anxious about your relationship. So I've gone for Psyduck. <laughs> yep just the way that he like holds his face and he's just like all the time it just reminds me of when you've been messaging me and calling me up at god knows what time being like so this happened and this happened and i don't know how to react so should i say this should i say that (laughs) yep i 100% can see that and agree (laughs) but the nice one is Pikachu, just because like he's really cute and funny, very very happy, very like uh, go with the flow. But um, if anybody does 
piss you off, then you have a, a big shock. Oh, <laughs> that's really cute. Oh, you have a very electric personality. Thank you. <laughs> And so it's now time for our shady little game of truth or dare. But I've decided to spice up the name a bit and gone for, would you like some tea or some D? Let's see how we get on. What's your favourite body part on your partner? Ooh. It's a good question. I can't say the dirty <laughs> one. I can't say the dirty <laughs> um, Why, is hands dirty? I <laughs> no. um, I, I'm gonna say it's her because I quite like his hair. It's like so curly and fluffy, and like it's just nice. I really like his hair. James, do you want some tea or some D? I'm gonna say tea today. Hmm. Have you ever been in a friends with benefits situation? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else I'll say to that, but yes, I have. <laughs> um, how many times have you been in a friend's um, event? Bit too many times. <laughs> Does it always lead on to a relationship, um, or do they typically tend to find? Yeah, else? we'll we'll say I'm a bit of a I'm a I'm a starter starter girl. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> oh, sorry, time, yeah, sorry, time. Yours end up going to get married, don't they? So, <laughs> with someone else, it should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, are you currently in a friends with benefits situation? Obviously, we had lockdown, but let's imagine um, we are. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no on this one. Bear in mind, like it's like I don't think you can class it with having any benefits at the moment. It's been like three months, <laughs> so. Um, but just before lockdown, were you? Uh, no, 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 no. I've been, I've been good. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been a good boy. Okay, just then. Do you want some tea or some D, darling? Let's go get some D. Would you go out with an older guy? How old is too old? Oh, oh, I would. Um, I'll probably say. At my current age, um, 40 is the limit. Why 40? Yeah, 40. I just feel like, you know, once you sort of go past your late 30, early 40s, you're kind of like in a different state of life. Whereas in your late 20s and your 30s leading up towards the 40s, you're still sort of like in that stage where you're trying to make things happen for yourself. So I feel like we might have a bit more in common then, but if it's, you know, if someone is past 40 and they, you can tell they're just sort of like more looking at, they're at a different stage of life, I think might not be so compatible in that way. So probably 40 is my cutoff age. Okay. And let's open that up a little bit. Matt, what would you say your oldest could be? Oh, um, in terms of like a relationship, um, <laughs> I'm probably going to go younger than Justin and probably say, like, maybe early 30s, 33, 34, maybe. Like, if you're starting to approach, like, a 10-year age gap, um, I don't really think we'd be in the same 
you know, we, we wouldn't be the same period in our life. Um, but that being said, I have been with people older than that, um, not in a relationship. So um, if I was looking, <laughs> if I was single and looking for a relationship, my Tinder age would probably be set to like 34, 35. Oh, so James, not much longer left for you. Oh, then, Jesus. Is there? <laughs> 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 wow, deep. Um, for me, a pulse would probably do right now. Wow. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, no um, I don't know for me. Like, to be honest, it all depends on the individual, to be honest. Like, there are, there's, there's, I think a w- late 40s would probably much be like probably the, the oldest would go for a relationship. Don't think I'd go past anything near that. Um, Depending on your overdraft. Yeah. <laughs> These days, um, you never know. Um, no, so I think late 40s maybe, probably relationship-wise. Um, but again, it all depends. Someone like might come along in the 50s who it's like sweeps me off my feet so you never know so open-minded I'd say looking for romance <laughs> no romance <laughs> about finance <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking I'm not just anyone <laughs> so anyone with a pulse and a bit of money would do James basically okay <laughs> I don't think I'm asking too much no Christian what about you you know me I've always gone for an older man I just, I, I'm going to have to say older than my husband, aren't I? Otherwise, that's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't just say, oh, yeah, 40 is the limit, because uh, he is a little bit older than that. Not too much. I'm not going to say how much older, but not that much. But um, I guess when I was single, like your sort of ages, Matt, and just in like, I was probably thinking, you know, late 30s would have been it but then because I'm now 30 myself I, I I think 50 would be like a complete no-no but I guess within sort of the 20 year bucket because like, like Matt you were saying that like, it depends on what people are looking for and and Justin you were saying about the different age gaps in terms of what realistically you were expecting from a relationship so I guess like you, if you go too much older, then their sort of values in life and what they kind of aspire to happen changes a little bit. So I'd kind of want someone with a bit more, you know, still aspiring to be something, still kind of wanting to achieve rather than have achieved, if that yep. makes sense. Okay, yeah. Mm, yeah. So now we're moving on to a little game of if we could have any superpower, what would it be? And if you want to share your ideas, please email us at info at rockmylifepodcast.com or comment on Instagram or Facebook. If we could have any superpower, what would it be and why? So, Matt, what would your superpower be? Ooh, so in the X-Men TV series, I absolutely love Rogue. Like, she is one of my favourites. I also quite like Storm because she's so overdramatic. She's like, I call on the thunder and the wind <laughs> to do my bit. Like, she's so overdramatic. Like, I love her. Uh, but no, I quite like Rogue. And I like her power of, like, 
so she she's not allowed to touch people otherwise they die and i would love to have that power just like don't come <laughs> <in>. um, <laughs> that would be quite like, awkward though with your job it's fine it's fine if i wear gloves that is true i, I wear gloves all the time yeah so that would be fine um but she's also got like the super strength and the flight and stuff that she stole from someone else you know she can steal other people's powers and stuff and i think that's quite a quite a good superpower so probably rogue's powers from x-men or um i'd love to be able to just like fly without getting scared of flying (laughs) (laughs) like that that for me would just be like that would be nice like knowing that i'd I wouldn't have that worry or, you know, that anxiety and stuff. And maybe on to Justin, what would your superpower be? So I, my probably would be teleportation. Um, so there is this Japanese anime that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It's called uh, A Certain Scientific Railgun. And there's a character in there um, called shirai and her power is teleportation but she can like teleport so quickly and she can teleport like needles into like people to like to sort of like stick them to the ground and stuff like that and she was just so badass so i've watched that growing up um so i've always wanted to be like oh my gosh she's so cool i could just like teleport behind someone and kick them in the head um so that'd be really cool so teleportation (laughs) um and also now that i've realized i'm too lazy to walk anywhere so if i can just teleport myself to the fridge you know, I can be back in bed in literally like two seconds. So um yeah, that would be mine. That'd be a great part for you, Justin. You'd actually get placed on time. Ha <laughs> ha funny. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it's true. That's also true. Very hurtful. <laughs> See, teleportation always freaks me out because the idea of like your entire body disappearing and then reappearing somewhere else or like you reappear in somewhere where you're not supposed to be like in the middle of a wall like i I think that's quite dangerous it always freaked me out yeah so that's why that's why i really like this one because in that anime i was talking about she actually had to train herself to calculate the distance within like all the like the 11 dimensions that she has to teleport in to make sure she lands in the right place at the correct time otherwise she could be in somewhere like really dangerous like you said so that's why it was so cool that she can actually accurately teleport herself somewhere Oh. Well, sounds too much effort. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to have a power, you might as well just be able to do it. You don't have to, like, think about it and think about the quantum dynamics of physics. And... <laughs> no. True. <laughs> but my superpower, like, I'm thinking um, in terms of X-Men, I would definitely want to be um, uh, Mystique. I think I would love to kind of just change and be like whoever I wanted to look like. So and I think that would be really beneficial if you had like a really heavy weekend, like lots of like fast food and things you think you put a bit away, just kind of look at a picture of somebody who's got a massive six pack and suddenly you've got one. It'd be like amazing. You wouldn't need to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That would be very handy to be fair. And you can go to like, Celeb A list parties and pretend to be a celebrity. Exactly. Mm. Oh. Or you can pretend to be uh, like James, Donald Trump. 
<laughs> I think no, no one wants to pretend to be. Like <laughs> <laughs> Might get stuck like that way. Mm. Uh, I think for me, it's got to be like like something like Jean Grey, isn't it? Like she's like the most powerful X Men, isn't she? So, like she can like I think if you can move things in your mind, you can do loads of things with that. So like if you think about like. Uh, if you think like even like the Star Wars, if you because they when they use their telepathy, uh, or telekinesis even, they can make like lightning with it. If you made particles vibrate fast enough, you can make fire. You can do all sorts of that, and then as well, you could just like slap someone from across the room and be like, "Oh, it wasn't me." Um, <laughs> so I think it's like awesome power. I love how you went from like a really majestic use. That could be like a renewable energy for the world to slapping someone without getting caught out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the inside of James. <laughs> <laughs> no, J- James has got quite a habit of picking things and not thinking um, them through because actually, Jean Grey herself, it's the Phoenix mm-hmm. that's got all the power, and that's a bad person. And it actually like ends up taking well, over and changing. Well, yeah, it wouldn't happen to me. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like being born. In no, it was. <laughs> we don't talk about that, Bart. We don't talk about that. <laughs> All I wanted to do was live my flapper life. <laughs> Leave me alone. You wanted to be Jean Grey in a flapper dress, born in twenty. There we go. Basically, yeah. The telekinesis in a flapper <laughs> dress. I'm sorted. Leave me alone. <laughs> And finally, we move over to Justin, who's been looking at some of the questions that some of the fans have been sending in. They do get a little bit interesting. So let's see how we get on. Yes. Uh, so we've had some interesting questions come through <laughs> from our listeners. Um, let me get some questions up. So uh, some of them are completely irrelevant, i.e. asking me why my hair is so big, because it's obviously full of secrets. Um <laughs> but one actually stood out. Uh, a couple actually stood out for me. So, first one. This was quite a hard-hitting one. Who was your most attractive ex? <laughs> um, so let's open that up to the floor. Uh, Matt, why don't you start us off? Um, I don't. I don't know if any of you know my exes. Um, you may know one or two of them. Um, but I think my most attractive one was probably Sean, which I may have introduced you to maybe once at like a Pride or something. Yeah, he was lovely. We still like like chat every so often um, and stuff. Like, I still keep in contact with most of my exes, like because we tend to break up amicably. So um, I'd probably probably say Sean is probably the most attractive ex that I have. Um, but I, I can't remember whether I told you guys, I think I messaged this to you guys um, earlier in the week, but I found out one of my exes is now engaged. Um, this happened in like January and I've only just found out because like, you know, when you're clicking through people's Facebook profiles and you like end up getting there somehow. Um, and yeah, he's he's engaged to his like obviously current boyfriend now fiance, and I was just like looking through the pictures. I'm thinking, wow, I'm 
so glad that's not me. <laughs> I'll shuffle it right Ooh. there. Just saying there's a reason why we don't still talk. There's yeah. an extra reason. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, Matt, like you sounded such a, such a heartwarming and lovely person that you're still with your exes and that you broke up on good terms and things. I mean, that's a completely different story to mine. I just pushed my ass. <laughs> <laughs> when they're on a crunch. <laughs> Yeah, to this day, it's the funniest thing you've ever done, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Christian, what about you? Who's your? Who would you say is your most attractive ex? Uh, see, the, I mean, like Matt, I, uh, like I think most of us kind of became friends when I was still with Tom. So I'd have to go back quite a fair way. I mean, that particular person that I pushed off the stage, uh, I don't think so. He was good looking, but I think because I didn't really have, um, like, good breakups. I think they were, like, either they weren't really relationships in the first place, and therefore it kind of just fizzled out and we just got bored of each other, or they were kind of bad breakups because they were, like, nasty to me, or um, they just found someone else and said that they were better but um i think the person that they're their true personalities or true colors kind of changes the way that you perceive them so like if i showed you like my you know rolodex or catalog of ex-boyfriends, <laughs> is this like an encyclopedia encyclopedia yeah the who's who of my life volume one I think you'd probably go through them and be like, oh, yeah, he's hot, he's hot, he's hot. But then to me, I'd just be like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, go now, no. Oh, let me tell you about him. Oh, no. No, he had a rap. Oh, <laughs> he had a rap. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if I go back far enough, I think there was uh, a guy that I was dating when I lived in Chester who was very, very kind, very generous, very caring, and just sort of, like, all-round nice guy called John and he was very very kind so I would probably go for him but I'm not in contact with him anymore um no idea where he lives now so hope that he's having a good time wherever he is oh that's very sweet oh James what about you well to be fair I know that this is actually one of my exes that asked this question so um you <laughs> so started fishing for me to say it to him um I don't know I think I don't, think so. I, don't I don't know um to be fair none of them are unattractive to be honest so like there was a reason i was with them so um and it wasn't, it wasn't just yeah me too it wasn't just personalities um so i don't know um and to be fair, i don't really I'm, I'm i've stayed friends with most of my exes so and it's, so i don't really look at them that way anymore um so yeah i don't i don't really know i'll I think for the sake, because just because he asked, he's the one who asked the question. I'll I'll say him just to give him a bit of a a boost, and obviously he'll be listening, so he knows who I'm talking about. So, uh, so him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just don't justify him. With yeah, his name. <laughs> he's not getting his name said. No, <laughs> um, but no, because I'm sure he'll just walk it all over. Unlike Matt, most of my breakups are not amicable. <laughs> surprise, surprise there. <laughs> um, 
so, but I think to this day, that I would probably say is how many years ago? I, I think we're talking about seven, six, seven years ago when I was still at uni. Um, it was my second boyfriend at uni. Um, absolutely broke my heart. Um, but to this day, I just rem- like remember him being like this really fun-loving, kind, gentle, very, very nice guy um, who was very handsome, in my opinion, and very much my type. But, um, yeah, shame things didn't work out. So, hey-ho, but that was a while back now. So before we go, I just want to say another huge, huge thank you to everyone who's been voting for Rock My Life podcast on the British Podcast Awards Listener's Choice. It has been such a monumental journey from the beginning, and I'm so, so grateful for all the positive feedback that you've all been given. If you haven't voted already, there is still a chance. I think there's about two more weeks until the draw. So please, please check out www britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote then choose rock my life podcast in the drop down menu and then confirm your email address just to make sure that you're not a robot thank you well that's all we've got time for on this week's show big thank you to matt justin and james for all your gossipy little answers to those questions join us next week where i give them more of your questions and we play some more of those games i've been christian john and this is rock my life halftime <laughs>